Welcome to the latest episode of the Edgar Rice Burroughs mini podcast. These short podcasts are meant to supplement the full-length episodes that I do with Scott Stewart and Jess Terrell, in which we generally talk about one of Edgar Rice Burroughs books in detail. My name is Tim DeForest. I'm the author of several books about what I call pre-digital pop culture, things like the pulp magazines that Burroughs was published in, old-time radio, classic comic books, old uh, B-movies, and so on. And I keep a blog about such things at comics, old-time radio, and other cool stuff. Right now, we're using the mini-podcast to do a chapter-by-chapter summary of the 1912 novel A Princess of Mars. Please note that we will be including spoilers both in, uh, regarding the chapter that we're discussing today and for the rest of the book and possibly for other books in the series. I would also recommend that you reread today's chapter before listening to the podcast, as I will be assuming that you are familiar with the events we are discussing. Today, we'll be talking about chapter 15. Now, the chapter 14 cliffhanger is quickly resolved with both John Carter and Sola receiving non-fatal wounds and Zad lying dead. We also see the advantage of setting the story on an, on an alien planet. Burroughs can simply throw out the fact that Martian medical techniques quickly heal even serious wounds. So John Carter is brought quickly up to snuff without having to give him time to convalesce. That Dejah Thoris is crying is not surprising. No one reading the book is going to doubt that she is in love with John Carter, uh, just as he is in love with her despite her anger at him. But those tears serve two purposes. First, it gives John Carter another chance to demonstrate his strong sense of honor when he says, quote, be sure to tell Dejah Thoris I'm alive and well. I shall not force myself upon her and be sure that you do not let her know I saw her tears. If she would speak with me, I but await her command, unquote. And second, it gives Sola an opportunity to tell John Carter her story when she comments, quote, Tears are a strange sight upon Barsoom, she continued, and so it is difficult for me to interpret them. I have seen but two people weep in all my life, other than Dejah Thoris. One wept from sorrow, the other from baffled rage. The first was my mother, years ago before they killed her. The other was Sarkozia, when they dragged her from me today. Now, this does, this does give us an indication of just how much Sarkozia hates John Carter, but it also opens the door for us to learn about Sola's mom. And this is a sincerely tragic story. Before we get that story, though, the Tharks resume their journey, and we learn a few more tidbits about Mars and its fauna. As for Sola's story, after doing an excellent job of creating a ruthless Thark society, I think Burroughs does an equally excellent job of giving Sola a justification for not herself being ruthless. An opportunity to be raised by a loving mother, even for a short time, makes all the difference in the world. Sola's situation is unique, but it fits logically into the overall situation. The fact that the Tharks live in an abandoned city um, uh, uh, makes it plausible for Sola's mom to, to hide her out, both as an egg and as a newborn. The, random, the randomness with which Thark children are assigned to women makes it plausible for mommy Sola to sneak her daughter into the mix. I first read the book years ago, and I can't remember if I figured out that Taurus Tarkas was Sola's dad when I first read it. I think many alert readers will do so, even before the last line of the chapter. But, uh, but that chapter is a real wham line. Most readers are going to yell, what, or I knew it, when they get there.
Now, Angela told me that she knew it. She knew that Tars Tarkas was the father before the reveal. And I believe that. First, because she's one of the smartest people I know. And second, because she understand that, understood that according to the rules of drama, it made sense for Tars Tarkas, rather than just some random guy we hadn't met yet, to turn out to be Sola's father. Now, finally, I like the fact that Sola trusts John Carter, and she trusts in Carter's honor so completely. Leave, and that she leaves it completely up to him if and when to tell Tars Tarkas about Sola. That's it for now. Once again, my name is Tim DeForest. Please visit my blog at Comics Old Time Radio and other cool stuff. You'll also be able to find links to my Amazon.com author page there. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with another uh, mini podcast soon. And keep an ear out also for our full-length episodes.